Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man istanna bi sunnatihi wa ba'd Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh This, this smile is because I'm not alone And I'm um, here with, with the honorable guest Maulana Zakaria Hanika And Maulana Salim Pick Is it still Maulana, uh, Maulana Zakaria? Maulana Did I only even remember my name being Zakaria but, uh, Is it still Maulana Salim Maulana. or is it... Uh, <laughs> Is it still what now? Is it still Maulana Salim? Titles As change. As opposed to? Titles change. <laughs> I actually asked about it once. Now I was told no. You will forever be half with Maulana. You can go do whatever you want to do. Well, I, I, I've But you're since, not going to get a doctor. I've since become Sheikh. Okay, mashallah. <laughs> oh, mashallah. So now is that the upgrade or the downgrade? I only changed from master to mister. And, you know, <laughs> so here's a question for you. What's the difference between a Maulana and a Sheikh? Depends how quiet it is, man. <laughs> I'm just joking, I'm just joking, I'm just joking. Uh, it's obviously from... Are you, are you, yeah, yeah, I'm asking you, what, what's the difference between the modern and the Well, I guess it's because of where people graduate from, geographics. But we all graduated from the same place. <laughs> so, so we, gra- we, we graduated from, from Cape Town, South Africa. Yeah. From Strain, actually. And so you're supposed to be a... If you want to get him to call you Sheikh instead of Morana, You might just get one guy who wants to call Sheikh in front of other guys and they can hear that that's also Sheikh then everybody else will start saying Sheikh. In fact, you don't have to be a Sheikh or Maulana. You might just get someone <laughs> to call you a title. <laughs> no, but seriously, what uh, is the difference between a Sheikh and a Maulana? I think historically, Maulana's if you studied uh, in, the, in, in, in the Arab regions, you would be a, a Sheikh. No. And uh, if you studied in the Indo-Pak subcontinent, you'll be a Maulana. Is that always true? Is it, is it region and type of institute? Not always true. In, 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 in Egypt, for example, Like certain big mashaykh, they called him Marbana. Mm. No, there's a lot of other factors. Like I, I mean, I was joking, but uh, on on international platforms, then generally uh, they don't use Maulana that frequently. So they just give you the title Sheikh. Yeah. But what has happened as a result, I get people like literally asking me. Like I had a nikah the other day, and before the nikah, they phoned me to ask me like. Is it true you're a sheikh now? Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you answer the question? Like, like for me, you, you I'm, know, I'm a nobody. You, but then you, they say that. You're saying that one, one day. I don't know. I don't know how I was dressed that day. But somebody came to me and told me, but you actually look like a sheikh. Man. Yeah. So I said, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Allah bless me. Allah bless all our scholars. Amen. 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 So uh, I got the guys back together again because, uh, mashallah, we're in a new space, a new studio. And I thought, what better way to launch the studio than to get the crew back together? It's a very difficult crew to get together. In fact, if I were to tell you what time we were recording this, you would understand how difficult it is. But we're supposed to be may, going live, no? but Mala Irshad is, uh, I don't know, you uh, must no, have all the things permanent uh, proper. Live after Isha, no? Exactly. Now, you imagine, imagine if I had to put a, a notice out, look, are we going live? And then who's stressing? I'm the only one sitting here stressing. If you say after Isha, And we're coming from a dhikr in Buka. Right. That's just going raucous. MashaAllah. That can expect it to be... Uh, you, you mean that in a positive way? Yeah, yeah, when I say raucous, I mean it's like spiritually raucous, yeah, mashaAllah. No, alhamdulillah. So, uh, Naam, so we, we are, uh, it's the end of 2023. It's now the 28th of December. SubhanAllah. Uh, the year has flown by. So let us just look at what's currently happening in the world. And our tartib in this group is usually... That we connect everything with the Quran, with the Book of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, and as we know, uh, our minds, our hearts are still with our Palestinian brothers and sisters and all of the oppressed people around the world. 
um, we stand with him. And I asked the brothers, let us explore a very relevant surah in the Quran that deals with uh, many of the atrocities that we witness and that we are feeling in our hearts. Uh, so I'll ask Sheikh Salim, Qari Salim, to uh, render us those ayat min fadlikum of Surah Al-Buruj. <coughs> you can actually even, just before we start, you can actually even call him Khabawla now since he's Allah, like Allah. all about uh, that life. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad. أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والسماء ذات البروج واليوم الموعود وشاهد ومشهود قتل أصحاب الأخدود النار ذات الوقود إذ هم عليها قعود وهم على ما يفعلون بالمؤمنين شهود وما نقموا منهم إلا العزيز الحميد الذي له ملك السماوات والأرض والله على كل شيء شهيد إن الذين فتنوا المؤمنين والمؤمنات ثم لم يتوبوا فلهم عذاب جهنم وَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ الْحَرِيقِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارُ ذَلِكَ الْفَوْزُ الْكَبِيرُ إِنَّ بطش ربك لشديد إنه هو يبدئ ويعيد وهو الغفور الودود ذو العرش المجيد فعال لما يريد هل أتاك حديث الجنود فرعون وثمود؟ بل الذين كفروا في تكذيب والله من ورائهم محيط بل هو قرآن مجيد في لوح محفوظ صدق الله العظيم MashaAllah, Allah. I accept. It's, uh, it's a ajeeb surah in, in how it uh, speaks about so many of the aspects of what we're witnessing in Gaza since the 7th of October. Uh, the surah is called Surah Al-Buruj. Um, it's a Makki surah. And it speaks to the theme of 
Tafkir bi ayyam illah, reminders of the days of Allah, predominantly, which is a theme that Shawaliullah rahimahullah ta'ala, he identifies as being one wherein we are supposed to look at history and take lesson therefrom and identify the characters and apply that in our lives. Basically, فَعَتَبِرُوا يَا أُولِي الْأَبْصَارِ Take note, O people of intellect. This is why you have divine history. So, uh, Naam, let's just talk through it and um, uh, basically derive the lessons there from. I'll start, inshallah, with the first verse. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. By the sky and how possessive it is of constellations. It's filled with stars, with constellations of stars. And uh, of course, Different Mufassirun, depending on who you read, will, will go into this to different extents. But when I read this ayah, I don't think of the literal stars. I'm actually thinking about how ironic it is that, you know, further on in the surah, speaking about destruction, and today when they destroy Gaza, it comes in the form of rockets in the sky. And you like visualize these rockets that look like stars in the sky when it starts, but then turns into destruction. But that's not. Tafsir, that's just my own, you know, what I think about when I hear the ayah. Um, that al-Buruj. Uh, it's, a, it's a typical opening for a Makki surah. Allah takes aqsam, oaths, wassama'i that al-Buruj. Many surah open like that. And generally when it opens like that, it is a short, powerful series of verses that tends to make a point at the end. So that's the opening verse. Um, I think one of the just you know thinking about uh, the description that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses we know this concept of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking oaths at the beginning of surah mm. that comprise of various parts so you have the, the the particle in Arabic like the wa that's indicating that you're having an oath being taken and then you have the the thing by which or the things by which Allah takes the oath and then you have like the thing for which Allah took the oath. Mm-hmm. And it's always like interesting to see the relationship between them because I think in, well, I don't think uh, in like Quranic exegesis principles of, of tafsir, uh, we learn that there's always a relationship between the thing that by which Allah took the oath and the thing for which Allah took the oath. Uh, so we're going to go on further into the surah mm-hmm. and we can perhaps touch on that. But just as a first thought on on the, the what Allah is taking an oath by is Allah is taking an oath was samai by the skies uh, or by the sky that il buruj it possesses uh, as you mentioned constellations um, but buruj firstly the sky and then the stars or the not just the stars but the constellation of stars. In the skies, they create this image of loftiness, of majesty, of uh, like a greatness that is beyond what you comprehend. Because mm. like otherworldliness, otherworldliness. Mm-hmm. But just also, you know, when you look at the sky, you look up and you see a star, and the star looks very small, but you know that the star isn't small. Mm. In fact, you know that the star is huge. Hmm. So when you see a constellation, huge constellations of stars, which is what Puruj indicates to, not just small uh, groups of stars or clusters of stars, no, huge constellation of stars, then it's like your mind becomes bedazzled by greatness. Hmm. And Allah takes the oath by the sky that possesses these stars and you recognize, as will be later 
uh, emphasized in the surah as well that all of these the sky and these constellations that we can't fathom the greatness of they are all creations of Allah that belong to Allah him <laughs> look at the connection you mentioned connection Mona Zakaria but the very next verse the second thing that Allah then says by is وَالْيَوْمِ الْمَوْعُودِ mm. by the promised day the day of Qiyamah uh, something that you can't at all see yes <laughs> Allah Akbar look at the beautiful opposite connection huh? mm. you look up at the stars you know like this is something that exists in front of your own eyes you can really perceive it Uh, but it's created by Allah and the day that you had been promised there's no indication to you that there is a day like that you can't see it you can only but imagine what it's going to be like you know, but the same Allah creates that thing that you can't ever yet see hmm. until that day that you're going to be there seeing it I know, we agreed, Akbar. I know we agreed that this is going to be somewhat <laughs> short form uh, and inshallah we'll keep it like that but you know there's something there's another set of verses that you know threw my mind to, to that point that you're making mm. you know in in Surah Mulk mm. a slightly more staggered mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about um, the fact that he adorned the skies mm. right? so you can see that mm. right you can see that and you can see the beauty of it and then what does Allah say وَجَعَلْنَهَا رُجُومًا لِشَيْطِينَ so there's like part of it that you can see mm. you can see the you know sometimes if it is related to that physical phenomenon you can see the shooting star mm. but you can't What is his purpose? Because it's رجوما لشياطين which are unseen. Mm. No. Yeah. And then Allah, Allah. Subhanahu wa Taala goes into what after that? زي أن السماء الدنيا بمصابيح وجعلناها رجوما لشياطين وأعتدنا لهم عذاب السعير which you can't perceive at all. Mm. But just like you don't, you know, doubt the one that you can see, you shouldn't doubt the last. Allah. Mashallah, Mashallah. واليوم الموعود. The promised day. You know, again, there's there's tafsir, and this is a big, this is a very important thing. Uh, this tafsir which is generally going to be restricted to either what the Quran says about itself what the Sunnah says about it what the Sahaba said about it and even what the Tabi'een said about it what's derived from the language Naam. and it comes or it's derived from the language or logic and the like and then there's ta'wil what is generally referred to as ta'wil even though there's differences in terms of that word uh, it's also referred to as isharat Where it's things that Allah just kind of opens up to people when when they read the verses or when they think about it. Um, so yeah, the first thing that comes to my mind when I read it, the tafsir is clear. This is the day of judgment. It's the promised day. Uh, there are some other views also that, that you can refer to this. You can refer to that. But I just think of like the day that Masjid al-Aqsa is finally liberated and the Palestinians are finally freed. Because it's a promised day. Like the day of Qiyamah is a promised day, but the, the liberation of Al-Quds is a promised day. And I just really can't wait for that day. Like yeah, I want to be on the first plane to Palestine to a free Aqsa and celebrate with the, with the people of Palestine. So, uh, okay, that's again... I would, even, I would even wish to be there before uh, you know, to help with getting it free. No, I mean, yeah, but look, yeah. I agree with you, but I... I, I first want to make sure I do everything in my power to help them here. Mm. I don't think I'm doing enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, subhanAllah. Um, but now, so, ma'ud, uh, the next verse was shahidi wa mashhud. You know, just on what Mawlana is saying there, I think it's very important for people. You know, obviously you respect the tafsir as a first layer of meaning mm. of the Quran, and right? And tafsir that comes from the language and, you know, mm. things that have been commented on. But, It's very important to read the Quran introspectively. Yeah. Mm. 
with your own with your own set of eyes and your own yeah. experience of what life that Allah granted you so far. Because that's, uh, that's how it guides you. You find mm. guidance for it mm. in that, it for your situation. So that is actually the the whole process of tafakkur no. and tadabbur. You know, reading and and pondering on Quran, which can also only happen if you read like other parts of the Quran, because that keeps your mind. You Was know, it? it keeps you related, and you know, you you tend to not stray away. If you've read n- numerous and multiple parts of the Quran, man. Mm. if you read only one sticky and you think about that, it's very easy to, you know, you think about something that could be or could be relevant, but then come up with random yeah, stuff. you just come up with random stuff, man. Mm. Mm. But if you've read through the Quran once or twice or three times and you know like the general content, and you then ponder, Subhanallah, Allah just guides you like to connect mm. meanings and verses and understandings to one another. Mm. Mm. And you uh, also learn, you know, like of course. make the fakur, but learn. Yeah. Don't, don't. <laughs> I'm a mufassir now, yeah. that type of thing. Mm. You must know the difference between the two. Wasn't this program called the Dabur or something? Tafakur. 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 And uh, like, so that's why I, I, we spoke about this point quite frequently. And it's important because people mustn't get the impression that look here as a bunch of guys just deciding. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we know the difference between tafsir and and what's not tafsir. But wal yomil ma'ud. Like here, for example, this is tafsir. Yeah. So in the tafsir, they explain that this refers to the day of Jumu'ah and the day of Arafah. No. It's one of the most predominant opinions as to what this refers to. Now that I've mentioned that, you can also see a correlation between the fact that Allah calls it a shahid and a mashhud because of the nature of the days. But then in the same surah, Allah also references the fact that Wallahu ala kulli shayin shaheed That Allah is a witness over everything mm-hmm. right? So there's like a repetition of this Yes, mm-hmm. so that whole concept yeah. of shahada Mashhud, shuhud, shaheed mm-hmm. And the fact that they're being killed because of the shuhada mm-hmm. So that's a common thread in, in the surah mm-hmm. Which is important because here's the thing man one of one of the feelings that we have all been i mean i'm speaking for myself here but many people have related the same to me there's a sense of yeah allah like when is allah's help coming like mm. how much more suffering can yeah, these no. people take right don't think allah's not away there we yeah, go salam. don't for a second get the impression that allah is unaware of what's taking yeah, place yeah, when in such a surah that's practically themed around the oppression and genocide of a people which we'll get to the the thematic or rather the the themed uh, um, term or, or etymological root that you find in there is shahida shahida yashadu which means to witness and it's constantly referring to the, the different components but all coming back to the same three root letters mm. shahida because Allah is is witness yeah, right. so uh, what comes next Right, so here's, this, here's a story, a bit of a story. Yeah? So this is actually... This is a big story. So, no, yeah. so, so, so if we had... Those were the three things by which... Or the three verses in which Allah mentions the Qasam. Or the Muqsam Bihi. The things by which Allah took the, the oath. And now we're going to get into... The thing for which Allah took the oath, the muqsam alayhi, or upon which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took the oath. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? Qutila ashabul ukhtud, an nari that il waqud, idhum alayhi aqu'ud, wahum alayma yafalunabil mu'minina shuhud. So, Mala, I think you want to introduce that um, 
Are we going to get into all of the different? It's a very long, it's a very long uh, discussion. I actually just wanted to get through the whole surah so that we can, you know, have an understanding of the way Allah deals with the situation. Uh, I would, I would imagine that this is a good point at which we can say, read the story because it's a beautiful story. Uh, the story of Ashab al-Ukhdud And there's some ikhtilaf as to which exactly You know, which incident exactly it refers Where to Where can people read it? Um, I would say Ma'arif al-Quran is a good English resource Tafsir ibn Kathir is another hmm. good English resource That is the same too I was going to, I was going to. Okay Because in English hmm. that's, you, you're not very you know, You're not spoiled for choice really There's, a, there's another very simple one hmm? uh, It's like more like a translation with, with notes folding I think the story might be mentioned in there But I'm not sure Quran beheld I was thinking of Quran made easy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mufti Afsan Husan Ilyas, something like that. Hmm. It's a good well, book. Yes. It's a good book. He combines the in uh, Jalalain and a couple of other tafasir. But be that as it may, the reason why I don't want to focus too much on the story because the story in and of itself is is amazing, is the way Allah deals with what took place there. So you have uh, Ashab al Ukhdud, these people. They are an oppressed people, and they are being killed. They're being Massacred, like literally massacred, and the way they are being massacred is brutal. It's a brutal massacre. Uhdud is uh, referring to like trenches that have been dug for them, and anari uh, datil wakud is being is is a reference to the fire nar datil wakud that is like a huge fire because it's you know it's datil it's you know it's filled with fuel so it, it gives you an impression of how huge this fire is, and they're being burned alive basically. So trenches um, of fire, no. people sitting around these trenches of fire, the, 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 the tyrannical mm. disbelievers, basically, sitting yeah. around these trenches of fires of, of fire, uh, oppressing a people simply on account of the fact that they believe in Allah, and they're oppressing them by throwing them into mm. these trenches no. with fires uh, built. No. So you just you included know, a number of verses there now. إِذْهُمْ عَلَيْهَا قُعُودٍ they were witness as well to what they were doing with the believers. And then the next one, they only did so. But 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 before you get the so they're sitting around these trenches mm. watching what yeah, they are doing. Yes, yes, yes. So they're like mm. spectating on the mm. whole on mm. the whole punishment, the, mm. the, the genocide that's taking mm. place as well. Which is it kind of emphasizes look on the one hand there's them committing an a horrific act. Okay, but then there's them celebrating the seraphic act spectators. and spectating and, and enjoying it. Mm. You know, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen, but there was literally videos of Israeli sitting watching the bombing of Gaza or in their buildings, in their apartment buildings, and then they hear the bombs and then people applaud and they mm. cheer. Yeah. Um, this is what is being Classic. described here, right? Um, and then. Shuhud. Whilst they were so they were sitting around this fire whilst they were watching mm. and beholding what they were doing to the believing people. So Allah again uses the word shuhud. They are witnesses to what they were doing themselves to the believing people. SubhanAllah. Allah mm. mentioning that He is the witness, mm. but also mentioning that those committing the atrocity. Our witness as well mm. to the atrocity that they are and, and, and I think doing. in that we're going to get to that verse now which I think we'll touch on there but in that there's like a very interesting and profound 
you know, psychological fortification uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala presents to us. And I think it's very pertinent to us in this time. And people can people can actually get trauma on account of watching what's happening in Gaza. No. You know, people with clean hearts, pure hearts, I mean, people, perhaps even people with sick hearts can, you know, get trauma on account of it. But, but generally, I think people who are sympathetic will feel more affected. Um, and It's both ways. Uh, it's both ways. Because they that are witness, that are committing, they are becoming completely desensitized. No, not completely just, desensitized. Not just desensitized, Mona. Deranged. Um, I just, I, I just uh, watched something yesterday. I think it was either Al Jazeera, one of the, the, the websites. One of the Israeli soldiers. No, I saw right? that. Yeah. He woke up. Like in a deranged fashion, probably because of trauma that he was undergoing, experiencing. We don't really feel sorry for him. He's partaking in a genocide, mm. right? But he woke up deranged and he shot at his, uh, the, he shot basically a whole lot of Israeli soldiers because of, you know, his, mm. his, his mind went into that state. So, but I was more focusing on the fact that, you know, people, pure-hearted people, sympathetic people, mm. they, they see what's happening and it can cause trauma. Can cause anxiety. Can cause a feeling of, of difficulty in your heart, and especially on account of the fact that when you have a group of people watching over, it shows that there's a dominance. Mm. They've mm. already they've already cowed you into submission, or, or, or they've already seemingly assumed the upper hand. And then the fact that they're rejoicing at your punishment at your punishment is like a double punishment. Mm. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after, after that says, He describes them as witnessing the worldly punishment that they're doing here. But then He also describes Himself as being witness over what they do. No. And you know, to the believer, the believer's heart is always focused on Allah. How is my heart with Allah? Because Allah is looking at my heart. If my heart is good with Allah, then everything's good. And you know what? Whatever suffering I'm undergoing, as long as Allah sees it, I know that He will be just. Not just. I know that He will be merciful and uh, benevolent. No. So, you know, in that, like people look at the Palestinians and hear them talking about sabr when their mm. family's killed. And, you know, it's from verses like these that the believers get that mindset. Mm. Mm. Yes, they're looking at us and laughing now, but Allah is witness to what they do. No, and nothing escapes his uh, his gaze. I spoke to uh, one of the resistance uh, leaders, pol- political leaders. We met them together, yes, yes, yes. but then I, I managed to interview them in uh, Johannesburg at oh, sure. the yes, I saw at the conference. Now, so uh, I mean, you were there in the gathering. One of the things that they said was that look, they derive the the himma, the sumud, as they call it. Sumud is a term that is unique to Palestinian resistance. It means resistance, it means strength, it means sabr. There's so much. You must look it up. It's an interesting term. I gave a khutbah on it actually last week. So they were saying that in in Gaza, men live for three reasons and three reasons only. <laughs> jihad. Jihad, Quran, Quran, jihad, and Jannah. Okay. You mentioned different to me. You mentioned jihad, istishhad, and jannah. Ah, yeah. But in that gathering, he said specifically Quran, and then he went on to elaborate. He said that before the seventh of October, they had like one thousand three hundred and fifty hufad of the top hufad reading each one of them reading an entire khatam from Fajr till Maghrib, no breaks. Allah. That was the way they launched the seventh of October. 
you see, they they just they so passionate about the Quran, and uh, and we I mean we read seventeen khatams yeah, a yeah, day. Yeah. You know, we yeah. felt so good. They read one thousand three hundred fifty, and he actually said, he actually said that they had planned another gathering wherein they would have read one thousand four hundred and fifty khatams only with the mujahideen of Qasam. Yes, Allah. In other words, and you know, I mean, look at mm. this guy. Mashallah, he's a machine in the Quran. Huh? But you know what it takes to read a khatam from Fajr mm. till Maghrib. And you must remember, it's winter there now. No. That takes a lot of consistent building up recitation. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Is that you, Ahmad? Small screen here. Mashallah. Welcome, welcome. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Wa rahmatullah. كيف الحال؟ Everybody, this is uh, let me just introduce you. This is Pang Ahmed. He's joining us from. Uh, <laughs> mashallah, he's joining us from uh, Mecca. Yeah, he's joining us from Mecca. Mashallah. I don't think his connection is so like. Umrah Maqbool and Mabrura. Let's see what he has to say. Habib uh, Ahmed, I think you need to you need to go buy some ether. Oh, is that the proper? Designation Hafid Ahmad Hafid Ahmad MashaAllah I think he needs to go buy some airtime Okay anyways Let's just carry on Until he settles in again InshaAllah Ta'ala So Yeah Subhanallah Where were we? Nah So So They're standing around And watching the believers And they they taunting them I mean look at the sick stuff That they do They they destroy toy shops and they make fun of the cousins, riding around in children's mm. bicycles and stuff like that. They're writing the names of uh, Muslim influences, Muslim influences on the missiles and the like. Like they do this, you know, something that really made me angry. Like they made me, they make me sick mm. over and over. But what, what really angered me, it infuriated me, was when they used verses of the Quran mm. and threw down pamphlets from the sky. Misquoting an ayah from Surah Ankabut, as if to say, like uh, the flood. It speaks about Tufan. Yeah. Um, the flood is like the cause of 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 what's happening because they the Dali Moon type of thing. I was just like so furious, and they posted on social media about uh, you know Tayran Ababil, and then they've got an image of the missiles dropping on Gaza and it exploding. So like mm. you know, I mean, this type of you're now toying with Allah's words, man. You're doing with Allah's creation, and now you're doing with Allah's kalam. Um, you, you, there's <laughs> a new boundary that you've created, and you've gone over it again and again. But so this is what they do, and and they think that it's fun and entertainment. But all the while, Allah reminds us, "Wallahu uh, ala kulli shayin shahid." Allah is witness over everything. وَهُمْ عَلَى مَا يَفْعَلُونَ بِالْمُؤْمِنُونَ شُهُورِيَسْ But, you know, again, that Allah emphatic Allah point that Allah is a witness over them. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَتَنُوا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ And that obviously takes us into the next the next verses. Those who, مَلْنَا سَالِمْ بَعْشَدَ آيَ فَعَسْمُ فَعَلِمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَتَنُوا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَتُوبُوا فَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّم Put to test in terms of the iman, the idea of the the greater increased amount of 
deliberate difficulty put in front of people who want to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is something that is uh, a heinous crime in the sight of Allah. Did we say the other verse? Which one? Did we, did we pass that verse? I think we skipped that verse. وَمَا نَقَمُوا مِنْهُمْ إِلَّا يُؤْمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَمِيدِ They do not take revenge from them except, except that, that they believe in Allah, faith. the most mighty, the most mm. uh, praised. Yeah. Uh, to why are, they, why are they doing what they are doing? Because the Palestinians are non-Jew. It's not about because mm. they are Muslim in, in this case, mm. specifically. It's that they are not Jewish. This is the whole idea of أَنَا خَيْرُ مِنْهُ I'm better than he. So the whole state of Israel is founded upon the idea of the superiority of the Jew over the non-Jew, regardless of anything else really. They have a white supremacist thing going on as well, but it's primarily Jew versus non-Jew. You, if you're Jewish, Jew and Gentile. you can go to Israel tomorrow and get citizenship tomorrow. People who've, who've been you know, thrown out of their homes... Yeah. They have no right, so so that's the only reason. Yeah. Like they, they've they've got no other reason to kill them except this. Um, I think we must just maybe clarify there that not all Jews are Zionists. In fact, there's many you know, anti-Zionist Jews. No, but this is the Zionist position. Yes, oh, so oh, so yeah. it's not that the the Jews are problematic. No, not the at Zionists all. are problematic. The Zionists have this thing that no, this is a Jewish state or a state for mm. Jews, which is which is insane. Yeah. Like in in this day and age. Um, but I think also, Mona, no. you know, the one of the stated. The clearest stated objective of or reason for the launch of Tufan al-Aqsa, the Aqsa flood, mm. which took place on the 7th of October, Salaam and thereafter. Like the clearest stated objective, according to those people who uh, were the architects of uh, Tufan al-Aqsa, they said it was on account of I'm the aggression and the abuse Aqsa. and the denigration of Masjid al-Aqsa. No. So and the Zionist project ongoingly. from its beginning, right, they could have chosen many pieces of land in the world, hmm. but they chose Palestine. Hmm. And very likely on account of the fact that Jerusalem is in there, the Aqsa compound is in there, a narrative can be created around it. And the Muslims that are living there, they could easily go off into other places. No. Like, they literally squashed into, like, probably, I think they are the densest population in the world. Mm. There were 2.3 million people in that small Gaza Strip, and now they are further squeezed in because the north of Gaza has been, like, demolished. Mm. No. They could easily go elsewhere. They could go to the Sinai. They could go elsewhere. But why do they fight? You cannot denigrate our third haram. Mm-hmm. The place from which Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam made Islam, and so it really is connected. Their struggle is connected to their faith, mm. and um, and so, you know, there, there is a relationship. They did not take retribution and punish them, except on account of the fact that they believed in Allah. That's what happened with the Ashab al-Khudud, and similarly with our brethren in the world today. They are fighting for rights given to them by Allah. They are fighting for sacred spaces that were conquered by our Khulafa uh, al-Rashidun. They, uh, they are fighting for the, sac- the sacredness of places that was declared sacred by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And so it's deeply connected to their faith. And they're fighting for their homes and they're fighting for their land, which is a legitimate fight. I mean, uh, that's why the permission was given to the believers in the first place to fight. 
It was because they were expelled from their homes and they were expelled from their lands. Mm. That's why the permission for Badr came. So that's completely legitimate. That is a legitimate jihad, hands down. Of course. And then, you know, on top of it, it's not any homes, it's not any land, it's, it's sacred land. So, okay, look, they. I think everybody understands that, I think all of our audience at least would understand it's a legitimate fight. But... Um, Oh, we move can, on yeah, the ayahs repeat the ayah again in Fadlikum that you're busy with <laughs> no just before that <laughs> so when, whenever Allah mentions uh, an ayah and then ends of an ayah in a certain way there's always hikmah in the way the ayah ends and what was mentioned so Allah is al-aziz which is the mighty is the authority and Hamid is the one full of praise. So I specifically mention that he's the authority, the ultimate authority. Because in battles such as this, I believe it's easy to, to start thinking, you know, who's in charge? Who's, uh, who's running the show? And uh, the Mujahideen are giving those guys hiding. Oh, hiding in off. Allah has strengthened them and give them accurate uh, accuracy. And then Hamid is praised. So, you know, you continue to praise him. Whether you fight the believers, whether you don't fight, Allah remains praised. Inna ladina fatanu. Mawlana Salim was giving us a, a meaning of that. First, but just look at the... Didn't I, go, didn't I do that? Okay, you do it. So the next verse is, Alladhi lahum ulkussamawat wal ard. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after taking a qasam ad sama and mentioning all of these things and saying that the only reason that they are shown this retribution mm. is an account of the fact that they believe in Allah, the one who is almighty and the one who is all uh, deserving of praise. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, he further asserts, mm. that he Allah is the one to whom the heavens and the earth belong to. Mm. Right? They all belong to him. People do things with his belonging and they do with it what he allows them to do. But in reality, it all belongs to him. Mm. Mm. And eventually he will assert that will be manifest to everybody. And they will not they will not get away with how they abused his belongings. No. no, no. Fatanu. Yeah, now we get to the verse. <laughs> you know why? This has never occurred to me before until Mullah Salim was explaining it. And then I re realized, look here, we are actually going to the secondary meaning of that word. When the primary meaning in this case actually works. Mm. Because the word fitna means to burn. Yeah. And to that's literally something. what they're doing. And Burning it means to, to, yeah, salam. And look at it. What, what is fitna? It is that type of burning that you do to a precious metal to get rid of the, of the bad, so to speak. Oh, mm. To purify something. And that's, that's what ethnic cleansing is about. That's at least from the Israeli perspective. But from the perspective of the believers, this um, specifically, you know, the Palestinian struggle that represents a bigger struggle of the believers in this world, it's separating. It's yeah, really Rob. separating yeah, who's who in the zoo. Like, it, it's, it's so manifestly clear, like there's a haq and there's a batil, there's a good and there's an evil. And uh, this is bringing it out more than than. Like anything. Um, the 7th of October happened. Atrocity after atrocity after atrocity. And I, I'm not judging anybody with regards to what they, they did and didn't do. It's between you and between Allah. 
because I found it highly problematic that you would broadcast something like, for example, your celebration of a, a rugby World Cup final, but that same person is not posting about Palestine. I get that some people were watching it and enjoying themselves, and I don't have too much of a problem with it. I, it wasn't for me. The others who were like posting about it and the celebrations and stuff like that, but you can't post a single Palestine yeah. uh, thing. So again, I can't judge you. You maybe have your reasons. It's between you and between Allah. I'm just saying how it looked from my perspective. Uh, that's kind of a, that's a shame. Like, yo, you know, mm. take a moment, say something, do something. If all you can do is post as if that's an insignificant thing. But if all you can do is post and you refuse to do even that. So it just made me feel a bit uh, not so good, yeah. you know, that people would, would turn a blind eye even then. And Allah knows best. But inna ladina fatanu. Like there's a, there's a profound lesson in the fact that Allah could have used so many other words for this particular, uh, you know, mm. action of these. But he used inna ladina fatanu. Fatanul mu'minina wal mu'minat. Those who put the believing males and the believing females, they burn them, they put them through test. And they have no remorse about it whatsoever. In fact, they're proud of, they're proud of it. They justify it. They are the Amalek. They are human animals. Um, they don't matter. They have no remorse whatsoever. Like they, they literally are celebrating the dhulm. And on that note of Jahannam and Adab and so forth, Assalamu alaikum, uh, Hafid Ahmed. <laughs> Why should bring him in on that <laughs> note? Because he's going to tell us, he's going to tell us about the, the Adab and, and uh, how did you yeah, understand no. that I didn't math? <laughs> how does he know more about it than you? Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you guys doing? Ahmed, good to see you, mashallah. You missed my early introduction of you, man. Did you hear it? Is it? I'm glad I missed it because I don't know what you were saying about me. Nah, I just... can't trust what you were saying about me. Okay, but Mullah Irshad clarified it already, so I have to tell you off E later, inshallah. Okay, but you came in now. We can't now still get into how you and Kev Haluk. Firstly, Umrah Makpula, and Shukran for making dua for us by the Kaaba. May Allah accept. Amen. Amen. May Allah grant you the tawfiq to make many more du'as for us by the Kaaba. Amen. Amen. But uh, seriously, I wanted you to come in on that note, man. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَتَنُوا الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالْمُؤْمِنَاتِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَتُوبُوا فَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ جَهَنَّمْ وَلَهُمْ عَذَابُ الْحَرِيكَ I want to ask you a question, right? Did you ever come across people who felt they seemingly had some reservations about the fact that Jahannam is khali dina fiha abada. It's like, how can, you know, how can you have that? How has your perspective developed about Jahannam uh, over the last two months, two and a half months since the 7th of October? Yeah, subhanAllah. It's a <laughs> very interesting question, to be quite honest. I don't know if you remember Mullah Irshad, like, you're uh, sicker. Maybe 13, 14 years ago, I think, we had a program. Um, I was just in second year, or I think I just finished second year at Arun Naim. And then we had a program, and one of the topics in the program was, uh, what's so bad about Jahannam? No. And we asked you to present it. No. Right? And, uh, you know, you presented Jahannam that day. And... Um, 
you know this this concept of uh, of adab and punishment um and it's interesting you're asking over the last couple of months um but over the last few days i was <coughs> just exploring this concept of of visualizing a future visualizing a future state right and how powerful that is in terms of um adjustment and action and it's making adjustments to our actions and so on and so forth and um you know just thinking you know you're asking obviously in light of the Palestinian issue and and those who are who are committing these atrocities and so on and so forth no um in one end it obviously gives it it brings it brings uh, some sort of contentment to some degree of contentment to us as believers to know that they're not getting away with it even if they're going to continue for another two and a half months or for another year or for another 75 years no. they're not actually getting away with it and we know that you know when people are going to be when someone is if someone is just to be dipped into into jannah for a moment it's as if they never went through any hardships and if someone is just to be dipped into jannah for a moment it's as if there was never any you know reason for them to smile before any happiness that they've ever experienced no and um and you know it sort of brings some sort of a contentment number one in light of all of the current issues knowing that something like jahannam is there and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about it throughout the quran so but the, but but particularly this concept of understanding a future state is something that i was i was unpacking recently and you know because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to very vividly clearly explain some scenes in jahannam particularly um you know to like a to like a very clear um graphic degree mm. and you think to yourself in the final revelation to mankind um you know allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to put this type of graphic um explanation of punishment and adab and so on and so forth and uh it's because the You, you know some people are are really going to need to you know imagine themselves in that in that space in that future state yeah. you subhanallah imagine that this meme you know and if you can't imagine yourself in a bad future state you're not necessarily going to make any adjustments now no and you know i think that is what is one of the biggest things that, that really stood out for me because people committing these type of things who think they you know the who act like they the pharaohs of our time and so on and so forth mm. um you know they you know they may or may not take heed of any of this mm. um but for us understanding that Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala says and tells and teaches us see how they carrying on see the kibr they showing see how they 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 la- laughing about it are they proud about it are they celebrating it but this is going to be you know that outcome Mm. and um i think it's just more importantly for us to look at you know um how we can how we can take lesson from it necessarily and i think predominantly it gives us a it gives us like a a, a moment of, mm. of uh, or, or some degree of um, contentment no. to know that even though and I, i i don't know i was contemplating now must i mention some of these verses or must i mention some of these verses but you know to think what they're going to go through as a result mm, of, mm. of what they are doing if they continue and if they don't change their ways yeah well look at me uh, the, the, the verse itself also is quite uh, descriptive right the verse itself tells us that walahum adhabul hariq they were they mm. were burning the believers and then allah emphasizes the fact that look here 
brand. <laughs> and um, you know, I've never wished Jahannam about... upon anyone, but yo, I look forward look to the at... day I see these people burn in hell forever. And you see, that that's going to happen. The people of Jannah will be able to see the people in Jannah. And the people in Jannah is going to call out to the people in Jannah. And they're going to say, you know, give us of that. And, you know, share with us what Allah SWT has given you. Um, you know, uh, uh, as the verse is going out, Muhammad. Um, and the Salim is falling asleep here, really. The Salim is falling asleep. You can't uh-huh. give me the verse now. Afiyu dua alayna min al-mai o mimma razaqum Allah. Where they're asking, you know, give us some and this, that, and other. But the verse I was thinking about when you were talking about Azhab in light of, of these tyrants of the earth and they're smiling about what they're doing now, right? And they're celebrating what they're doing now. Talfahu wujuhahumun nar wa fiyaka That is the verse that is coming to mind. That, you know, and this imagery is as if it's hectic, but, you know, it says that their faces will be melted in the fire. Mm. And as a result of their faces that have melted, now if you see a face without meat, over it in skin then the wideness of of the of the skull would resemble as if they're smiling yes, but it's as a result of their faces being burnt yes, off. Yes, and you know i'm thinking about when they when they when when the when they, when they you know trapped our believers feel and how trapped these people feel in Gaza and 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 when 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 they are under the suppression that in Jahannam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they're going to try to run from the center of the fire and they're going to run to the outskirts and the malaikas are going to say, uh, it's going to be commanded to them, that, you know, grab them and, and drag them back to the center of the fire. And if you think that you have a fire burning, then at its core, at its center is with the artist. And, you know, it, know. It, in Jahannam, they're going to be looking for any sort of refuge. Not to say that it's going to be a refuge there, but the logic all is going to tell them is that they need to run. And then they're going to be dragged back to the center. Hmm. And pour the heads of this this boiling substance that uh, of this adab of Hamim that Allah SWT says. And then after that, look, taste. Now... Get a taste, and, and this is just only a taste, it's still gonna happen. Khalidin. So, in the Antal Aziz, you are Al Aziz, you are Al Karim, you are almost now, uh, you are all uh, Almighty. Mm. You know, you kept yourself as the Almighty on this dunya, untouchable, no one can do anything. No. So, um, yeah, that's not what came to mind. Allah bless you, Sadi. Um, I see, mashallah, your, your layers of turban is growing. Uh, mashallah, your beard is also looking very in a certain way. And your ring is nice and outstanding. Getting there, getting there. Can we call him Hazrat already? Not yet, not, not yet, yet, not yet. But you must wait until that. You, you get a couple of more layers on the right hand side there of the turban, right? <laughs> <laughs> we miss you. Uh, have yeah, a good umrah. Have a good umrah. I think I must get me a little, a little green coffee, maybe. A green? No, man. Nah, 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 nah. Sorry, man. Come nah, on, man. Gone. <laughs> a green coffee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Nah. <laughs> okay so, so we're going to wrap up on this. This is half of the surah, like literally half of the surah. We're going to wrap up on this and we can we can uh, go through the rest again. I know that <laughs> some of our brothers I'll, here. I'll, I'll just add something on the Usina. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. busy falling asleep. Uh, 
You know, we used to go to like, I don't know what time. But, yeah, I'm slot my attachment. You can't eat me on the first session. You can't eat me on the first session. Kettlebells will give you energy. Yeah, give you energy in the morning. At night time, you must go recover, you must go sleep. Thumma lam yatubu. Besides the punishment, and you know, yes, Allah will give them punishment, man. But mm. Allah still shows us the extent of His mercy, man. Thumma lam yatubu. Thumma, of course, for ta'aqib, the after. Mm. So they first did fatanul mu'minina al mu'minat. Then thumma, the after, yatubu, if they had turned back to Allah. Yes, if only they had yeah. turned back to Allah. And for all of those that have turned back to Allah, that have turned back to fairness and to justice, mm. Mm. we applaud you. And may Allah Ta'ala strengthen you that you might be That's of, a beautiful the, of point, the biggest yeah. voices of, of the truth and the haqman. No. And, and Those look that how, came back and had seen. Look at the work they're doing. Subhanallah, like, may Allah strengthen sure, them they, all. They're doing fantastic work. People oh. who, who were pro-Zionist and become anti-Zionist mm. are some of the biggest advocates for mm. Palestine that I've, I've witnessed. Oh. And show me one who the believers told like, no, 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 you used to support Israel, we don't support you anymore. Mm. They've all been welcomed, no, even the hostages, no. like when the hostages come back and they're all friendly, mm. then we like celebrate oh, hostages, you know what I mean? Um, but subhanAllah, the idea of we don't want people to be in dalala, we don't mm. want people to burn in Jahannam, we want the truth no. to prevail regardless of where that may come from. So uh, that's a beautiful point, mashallah. No. Allah Allah accept, he wasn't sleeping. No? I wasn't. Nah, he wasn't yeah, sleeping. He was eye blind. eye blind. Allah bless you. Inshallah, end of on that. I, I, I can't promise that uh, we'll be able to get everybody back together again um, in the next in the next couple of months. But I'm going to try. Uh, you see, when you don't try too hard, no, and you accept the conditions in which it comes, <laughs> then it all works. You saying the conditions that it comes? Look here, you saying the conditions with which it comes, but. Like that's if it comes <laughs> at all. I think no, maybe we must have a, we must change the format, man. Have like a once a month sleepover, and then once a month we just sit all night and record for the next two months. Yes, the recordings and Ahmed, we can just play when, when it a piece back? at the time. Now nah, the listeners are supposed to stay awake with us. Now we get a yeah, recording well. that they can listen at a convenient time. Ahmed, <laughs> when do you get back? Uh, the 8th, inshallah. Mashallah. The 8th of January, inshallah. So there um, you have it. Allah bless. In other news, in other news, Maaf, uh, it, it's in the middle of the holiday. May Allah Ta'ala bless and may Allah accept. Amen. What? It's in the middle of the holidays, but uh, there are some Hufa that are gearing up already in terms of preparation for month of Ramadan. Ah. That is just over 70 odd days away. Hmm. Allah Ta'ala grant us all to see the month of Ramadan. And we connected because this group came together because of Quran, Alhamdulillah. Hmm. So starting tomorrow night, actually the Friday the 29th at the Stigman Road Masjid where I... Uh, I'm uh, uh, fortunate enough to do some khidmah, alhamdulillah, every Friday evening from 7 That's o'clock until... That's going to be tomorrow night though. Okay, bismillah. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the night, okay. So Can everybody that's watching this tomorrow yeah. night, please make dua that uh, all hufad uh, and non-hufad and everybody that has a concern for the haqq connect themselves more to the Qur'an. Amen. The memorizers of Qur'an will be doing an extra reading uh, effort and initiative over the next 10 weeks inshallah Asha. please join us on any Friday that you are able to from 7pm until Aisha where we will revise three ajaza of the glorious Quran in terms of the recitation inshallah can I just make one point as well? yes you can yeah. but I also just remembered now that I received a voice note and um, 
I promised that I would address it in the next podcast. So now I'm going to play the voice note and then you're going to have to address it because... Okay, can I just make my point first? You can, of okay. course. The one thing I just wanted to mention was, um, I think many people will know, and I'm, I'm saying this on a podcast because there might be people with expertise and contacts that we don't have. Um, but because of the actions of the, the Yemenis in the Red Sea, no. uh, some ships will likely be rerouted via the Cape. And uh, the same... Uh, Hamas leader that Malaysia had mentioned earlier, he had actually mentioned to us that one of the actions that they really appreciated and greatly benefited them, I think it was either in 2012 or 2014, was when the union workers in South Africa refused to offload, work, a ship, to no? offload mm. and refuel uh, Israeli ships or ships that were in any way going to help them in the operation that was taking place at that time. So if there are any people with context, contacts in the ports and stuff like that, if there's any uh, traffic being rerouted, uh, that will be harmful to the the Muslim cause and to our Palestinian brothers. I make a plea to you to, you know, use your contacts your wisely, resources, use yeah, your absolutely. resources in a beneficial way and ensure that those ships are not uh, availed of your services or the services that you can, you know, halt them from. Um, and inshallah, that will be a great service to our brethren in Gaza. Mm. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept Amen. Amen. I actually don't think I'll be able to do this. It's it, it's far too complex, man. But I'm gonna play it. We can't answer it now. It's too it's too uh, loaded. Okay. It it needs to get mm -hmm. more don't, attention. No, don't play it. Don't play no, it. No, but the thing is, if um, I play it and I tell you, like come next don't. time and listen to the answer. No, I promise the person is gonna play it. I'm at least gonna play it to know that I am. So, so the only reason I say don't play because. So, um. The, the the topic is regarding the whole thing with um, Israel and Palestine. Obviously, I've been posting things, and, and one of my good friends is Israeli. He's quite old. He's 47. He's born and bred a Jew. We had a discussion, and he brought up the Hamas, which is obviously um, a group. I'm sure you know who they are. Um, militant organization that is funded by who the Iran, whatever the case is. But the agenda is very violent, and they in. They kill innocent Israelis, you know, the things that they're doing is just something that you and I won't condone. Like a normal person looking at what they're doing, saying, no, this is, this is a bit violent, you know, killing innocent people. It's a different thing if they were actually retaliating or defending um, attacks against our people in Gaza, you know, with the armies and stuff, taking out soldiers and that type of thing, you know, weaponized attacks, but going in and killing and raping innocent people, that is not something that we could condone. But I just wanted to get your um, opinion on this, because obviously you know uh, a lot more. Do we condone? Hamas and the agenda. Do we side with them? Do we support what they're doing, or is they, or have they been approached to sort of stop what they're doing? Is there protest action, or is there any kind of, like I say, an agreement, or you know, something put in place where they're going to stop doing what they're doing and maybe turn the agenda into a more righteous one, defending the people of God instead of attacking innocent people on the other side? Because at the end of the day, you know, if it's innocent human life that they shed, it's, it's it's not right. But do we support the Hamas, or are they some kind of radical Islamic fact, or who are they and and, and, and is there anything to being done to sort of stop what they're doing? Because obviously, this is inciting Israelis to, um, you know, retaliate and it's going to be an ongoing situation. I just want to get your viewpoint on that, you know, holistically speaking, just because obviously I'm new and I'm getting all the information from both sides. While I'm speaking to someone that's a good friend of mine, just to get, but I wanted to know from my own point of view, what is the, what is the, the, the standing, the understanding and the, you know, the support where that is concerned? As tempting as that may be to respond to, it's very loaded and it requires unpacking and you have to understand yeah. that this is from a, a new Muslim. 
So I think we we'll just say one thing: misinformation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely misinformation. But it's important that we we unpack it because this new Muslim is obviously, as you said, is engaged with many different factions. So you need to unpack it one by one, so as to not like you know just brush it aside. Uh, so we will, yeah. at least I will, inshallah. I don't know what everybody else here, but I will do my best to to answer that in the next podcast. Um, if all goes well, as soon as Ahmad gets back um, and he brings us our zamzam and our dates, right, Ahmad? Don't buy your dates in Gatesville when you come back. No, you must buy your dates in the Makkah. And don't buy Israeli dates also. Let's go get them with dates in Medina, not in Makkah. Inshallah, yeah, yeah. we're going to Medina after this and then back, inshallah. inshallah. But, uh, well, it's like two minutes, man. not even two minutes. But you can't, you can't address that, that question. No, no because... I'm not going to address that. I'm okay, hold on. I'm not going to address it. When I actually mentioned, and I know you're going to eat this tomorrow night, inshallah. When I actually mentioned the Quran and the month of the Quran and so on and so forth. He talks like uh, at 1.5 times speed now. Did you notice? Sorry, <laughs> Go for it, man. We only have a minute talk. Talk, don't yeah, let him stop you so, again. Um, so, uh... I'm just trying to uh, get this message to as much uh, students of Quran and Hufad and students of, of Quran everywhere that this holiday period is is a really important period for you to gauge your relationship with the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah. It is a time in your life where your parents isn't telling you go bacha your work, to prepare, to memorize, to learn. Um, there's no teacher calling you come bacha. There's no one telling you to sit down. There's no structure forcing you to sit from 7 till 2 or whatever time your madrasa is every day. And, um, you know, this time actually is a time for you to gauge what my relationship is the Quran, with the Quran. How much time am I voluntarily giving for the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Don't wait for Ramadan to be the reason why you, you're pushing up again or when school starts again to push up your level of Quran. This is an opportunity for you to show Allah because the Quran, you can't earn the Quran. The Quran is given and Allah says in the Quran, Allah says in the Quran itself, Allah gives the book to those who he chooses. So holiday period like this, where you have no parents telling you to bacha, or maybe your parents are telling you to bacha, but you're not in a class system, your teachers aren't calling you, there's no pressure of work, you must finish. You sit alone on your own and you just show Allah, show yourself in front of Allah that I'm making an effort because I want you to choose me for this Quran. And now is the time when you have that opportunity. Uh, in a time when your friends are going crazy, they're preparing their New Year's plans, they, they're doing whatever they're doing with these holidays, have a plan for your Quran. Make a plan to show Allah that this is what I want to do. This is what I love. This is what I want to earn from you. And it's not that you're going you're gonna to earn it, really. It's that you must just show Allah that you want Him to choose you by the efforts that you're making, inshallah. So if you're suckling with that juice, if you're suckling with memorizing, if you, it's just that moment when... Allah is going to decide to give it to you. But that's what you must work for, inshallah. So use the holidays and use it as a, as a pure, sincere opportunity to show Allah, Allah, there's no reason that I need to be sitting now. I'm doing it for your sake. So grant me to be a this Quran. Grant me to make this Quran part of my life. Grant me to love this Quran. Have you please make dua for us and please make dua for the studio and for Islamic Academy. We look forward to seeing you here. Um, make dua for the Ummah and make dua for our brothers and sisters in Gaza, especially and all of the oppressed people around the world in general as well. Barakallahu So since you are in Makkah and, and he's in that targhib mode, and you're in that targhib mode, and you put us all on a fikr now, I'm ready and I'm gonna go cash. So please. Uh, do the honors. 
بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف المرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اجمعين ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا انك انت التواب الرحيم ربنا اتنا في الدنيا حسنه وفي الاخره حسنه وقنا عذاب النار وادخلنا الجنه مع الابرار يا عزيز يا غفار يا رب العالمين اللهم ارنا الفقر حقا وارزقنا اتباعه وارنا الباطل باطلا وارزقنا اجتنابه اللهم اهدنا واهدنا واجعلنا سببا لمن اهتدى امين اللهم انا نسالك الهدى والتقى والعفاف والغنى اللهم زدنا ولا تنقصنا واكرمنا ولا تهنا واعطنا ولا تحرمنا واثرنا ولا تؤثر علينا وارضنا وارض عنا برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين اللهم اعز الاسلام والمسلمين واذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر اعداءك اعداء الدين برحمتك يا ارحم الرحمين اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين في غزه اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين في فلسطين اللهم انصر اخواننا المستضعفين في كل مكان برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اللهم استرنا فوق الارض وتحت الارض ويوم العرض عليك اللهم استرنا فوق الارض تحت الارض ويوم العرض عليك ولا تخسنا يوم العرض عليك يا رب العالمين واجمعنا بنبيك ومصطفاك يا رب العالمين اللهم اهدنا بهداك وارزقنا بتقواك ومتعنا برؤياك واجمعنا بنبيك ومصطفاك برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وعلى وعلى اله وصحبه وبارك وسلم وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين جزاكم الله خيرا امين رب العالمين السلام عليكم ورحمه الله وعليكم السلام ورحمه الله وبركاته